okay, I need your attention on this one. I promise it'll be worth it. If you love chocolate, <laughs> like I do, then you are going to be so obsessed with Earth Echo products. You guys, I have loved chocolate my entire life. Like I pretty much could just eat bread and chocolate until I die and that would make me super happy. So if you love chocolate, it's time to let go of all of the unhealthy chocolate and replace it with Cacao Bliss. I'm telling you, Cacao Bliss is a chocolate powder that you can whip up as hot chocolate, throw it in your coffee each morning or add it to the cookies that you make, pancakes, brownies, Pretty much anything that you bake with that takes cocoa or doesn't, just add it and you're going to be mind blown at how good this is and how freaking healthy this is. It's made with 100% organic cacao beans and blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper. It's an epic combination that removes your cravings, boosts your energy, and reduces inflammation in one simple drink. Go to shop.earth echofoods.com slash Lori Harder or use my code Lori for 15% off all Earth Echo products. That's shop.earthechofoods.com code Lori for 15% off. Start feeling your best today with Cacao Bliss from Earth Echo Foods. You're going to thank me for it. If you want to be connected, or if you want people to be connected to you, to whatever you're sharing, to whatever it is that you are marketing and selling, story is going to be the only way that that is going to happen. And we're back. With another episode of He Said, She Said. And we're literally back, back from Italy. Yes, you guys, I am now made of pasta and <laughs> wine. It was one of the greatest trips. And not only because we were in Italy, but definitely because of the company that we were in. I mean, we're talking four hour dinners and then conversations to follow for another three hours at night. It's really crazy because one thing about Europe that Europe has really taught me is to get outside of your routine and how incredibly important that is. The first time we traveled over there, I was like, I was so bent out of shape. Yep. I was like, I need to go to bed early. I need to get my workouts in. Where the heck can I get a freaking salad? Like, I can't drink this much. And truly, we were there for 30 days the first time we went to Europe. This was in, I think it was 2018, 2017 or 2018. And it was the first time that I got thrown so far outside of my routine for 30 days that it's exactly what I needed in order to fully surrender and know that routines can often become a prison. And if you don't know how to go outside of your routine and be able to stay within some sort of place where you're not going absolutely ham and going crazy and binging and all of those things and just feeling like you're out of control, then that was a huge sign for me that I need to figure it out. Yeah. And that's precisely what those 30 days made me do. It's like I had to just go with the flow because dinners over there, you guys, if you don't know, they don't even start until 9 p.m. Yep. And for me, that was like, are you kidding me? What do I even do? So I had to surrender and you do fall into a rhythm. And that's what I've learned is that in life, no matter what sort of change comes to just surrender to the flow. And that is the way that you're going to be able to fall into another routine. Well, yeah. Otherwise you miss so much experience, right? You go over there and you expect to have your normal American day 
while you're purposely removing yourself from your normal American day to go over and experience a different way of being. And when you say it out loud, it sounds asinine. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's what people do. They go over there and they expect to have their normal experience. And that's not the purpose of going over to another country. Mm -hmm. So this actually has to do with what we're talking about today to you guys. We are talking about the power of story and that if you can learn how to tell stories and teach with stories, then you not only are going to be one of the most interesting people who is going to get re-invited back to dinners and invited up on stages, and it's going to make everything easier, podcasting, writing books, all of the things. And we want to talk about how you can do that. Yeah. And, and really the bridge here, when she says, you know, this is, is kind of what we want to talk about is she mentioned those four or five hour dinners. And then after dinner, we'd go have a drink and be up till two, three in the morning talking with our friends, just sitting in a, in a lobby or sitting in a restaurant till two or three in the morning talking. And it's because there's such good storytellers that you don't want to peel yourself off that seat because of, they keep you captivated with being a good storyteller. And not just our friends are good storytellers, but the waiters there were good storytellers. And the, the gelato shop owner was a good storyteller. And the clothing shop person, they were a great storyteller. And everybody that you come across they're telling you a great story. They've mastered the art of story over there. And that's what keeps you mm -hmm. so captivated. And I feel like if, if people could bring that skill set back to their normal routines and lives and businesses in the U.S., they would have such a superpower, such a distinct advantage in trying to sell whatever product they're trying to sell and change whatever lives they're trying to change. Yeah, Italy is always such a good reminder to me, not only because of, uh, of the stories that we were telling, but because of the fact that anything that you buy any restaurant that you go to, any shop that you go into, they're going to greet you with a story. If you pick up an item, they're going to tell you where it's from and why and what its history and tell is you or its origin. Important. And every time they're going to say, this is the most important, I'll tell you, whenever they come to the table, it starts with the bread and the olive oil. And they say, this olive oil is the most important olive oil. And <laughs> they really do. They really, really actually say And then they give you a reason why. This is the most important olive oil, and it's from the northern region of Sicily. This is how it's made, X, Y, and Z. And then they do this again with the wine, and then the fish, and then whatever the hell else you have ordered. And you're literally eating out of their hand because you're so captivated by the fact that you're about to get to indulge in the most important food item that they've ever served. And this is the power of story. It's, are we actually, are we teaching at someone or are we sharing a story to invite them in, to pull them in, to get them into that experience? And that's exactly what they're doing. So every bite of that freaking olive oil, I was like, this is the most important olive oil from this region. And I wonder who made this. And my gosh, it's so cool to think about the person who made this and where it's from and what it's gone through to get to this table. And that really is what connects you to the thing. So if you want to be connected or if you want people to be connected to you, to whatever you're sharing, to whatever it is that you are marketing and selling, story is going to be the only way that that is going to happen. And I want to tell you, Chris and I, sometimes I'll pick different books that we listen to on our walk and he'll pick a different book that we listen to on our walk. And recently I had chosen this book that I was like, this is it says it's the last book that I ever need to buy on manifesting. Like, I'm so excited. Like, that tagline was amazing for me. And we started listening to it. And we were like, you know, I just feel like he's, like, just telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, chapter after chapter over, like, telling me what to do and telling us, 
you know, how we should do it, but never giving stories about how this has worked in his life or someone else's life. So we felt so disconnected to this book that we tried. We tried to listen to it. So halfway through, we were like, I just... I've hung on as long as I can. I cannot listen to this anymore because I feel so disconnected from this author and literature. So it was a reminder of, man, if you're not telling stories about your stuff or in your book or on stage or whatever that is, like people are going to feel like you're just kind of shaking your finger at them, telling them what to do. Yeah. And it makes sense. If you guys are wondering why a story is so important in your business, in your life, in your relationships, think about this. Why do people binge watch Netflix series? Because they're so attracted to the story, they can't wait for the next episode to start, right? Stories captivating. Why do people love movies so much? Because of the story, it captivates you. It's what makes you sit in one place for two and a half hours staring at a TV screen. Well, the same thing that applies to you when you're talking about your business or your service, or when you're trying to make friends, or when you're trying to develop relationships, you're going to be more captivating. And people are going to want to get lost in what you have to say. I mean, people really do want to be entertained. People really do want an escape. People really do want to get lost. And so there's two ways that you can market your product or your service. There's two ways that you can develop relationships and make friends. You can just list the facts. And unfortunately, that doesn't captivate anyone. And so they're going to ignore you in that situation, go look to be captivated elsewhere. Or you can become a great storyteller. The way that you tell stories of things that happen to you, the way you tell the story of your product or service being created, the way that you tell stories about, I don't know, how you met your significant other. There's the boring way to tell it, or you can add detail. Laura, you got really good at adding mm -hmm. detail when you had the writing coach. Mm -hmm. When you wrote your book, right? They taught you to add in, how did things smell? How did things look? How did things sound? So when I first started writing, I had hired a writing coach for my first book and I would write a chapter. We'd kind of discuss what I was going to write about and the story around it. So I would start writing the story. And once I was completed with the chapter, I would send it to her and she would give feedback on that chapter. So all of the feedback in the beginning, you guys, was like, okay, I know that you're telling me this, but if I'm in the room with you, I have no idea what the room looks like, mm. what it smells like, what was around you, was this day or night, who was around you, what was the conversation, and how were you feeling in that moment? Because if I, as the reader, cannot paint a vivid picture and be able to put myself in the room feeling the feelings that you felt, then I'm not going to enjoy the story. And so that is what I think about every single time I write. How much detail can I give the person in order for them to literally be transported physically into this imaginary world that they could go and they have a picture in their head? And if you think about all of the great books that you've read, if you think about a lot of different fiction and nonfiction and just these great stories, you can probably place yourself in the room. You can, you already have a picture of the character and what they look like in your mind, even though you've never seen them that you're so attached to because you've created the way the character looks based off of what that author has said. And that's really what you want to create whenever you're telling a story. Obviously, there's a difference between really long-winded stories and learning how to tell a precise story mm -hmm. with details. It's, it's funny. I watched you become a better storyteller in all facets of life after you wrote your book and, and kind of had that education. I became a good storyteller because I would go out to dinner with, you know, several guys or, or several couples. And there's always one person, right, that everyone would leave saying, oh, he or she is the funniest. Oh, he or she is the most interesting. Oh, he or she just captivated the night, right? 
And I wanted to be that person. So I literally, I would watch, how do people get the attention? How do they tell their stories? How do they keep you like leaned in? How do, how do you get people to physically lean into them while you're the one talking to six, eight, 10 people at the dinner table? And I watched, it was everything from hand gestures and mannerisms to being very descriptive when you're telling the story of how things looked, how things smelled. They, they would take you back as if they're, they're transporting you into a movie. And that's why when people get up and leave a dinner at the end of the night or leave a meeting or leave any kind of networking, that's why certain people stand out is because they transported the rest of the people and made them feel a certain way as if they were a part, a character in their life. And it becomes a superpower when it comes to networking and making people want to work with you. So how do you become a great storyteller? Essentially, everything that we just told you about is starting to pay attention to how people tell stories. And why do you love a story? Why are you totally eating out of someone's hand? Like really dissect how they're telling the story. What are they doing? Are they using different hand gestures? There's some low-hanging fruit that you can do to also tell better stories. The first thing that you can do is start listening to podcasts and reading books and literally telling the stories that really hit you within those. I've been to so many dinners where I've just really given people the cliff notes of a great book that I just read. And they love that. Or the cliff notes of a great conversation on a podcast that blew my mind. And then there's also the things that are going to be accumulated and formed over years that are going to really deepen why you're interesting and why people are interested in you. And those are things like, you know, Chris and I, for four years, we did ballroom dancing. Mm -hmm. And those are stories that we could only learn how to tell and be able to tell after four years of ballroom dancing. We were totally immersed into a world that's fairly unique to a lot of people. Not a lot of people have been in that world. So that always makes us share really interesting stories when we're at dinners. And it also has enriched our lives by the learnings of ballroom dancing. And then there's also traveling. Traveling always makes you more interesting, especially if you do it in a way that you're trying to actually fit in with the local culture. That's really going to make you feel interesting and make you more interesting throughout different conversations. Like if you even think about this podcast right now, we've probably told about five or six different stories relating to the topic that we're trying to share. Yeah. Just remember who, what, when, where, and why, right? So who was there when you're telling your story and what was going on? What were the surroundings like? And when was it like paint a picture of, you know, the year and what else was going on? Who, what, when, where, why, like, where was it? It's all you got to do is follow that type of a template and make sure and that you're hitting how, on all how those are you things. Feeling? Yep. Yep. Or you can take a shortcut and hire a, a, a story coach. When you worked with your editor for your book, how about you become a better storyteller? We've been to different events way back when, when we were starting like network marketing and stuff that taught us how to be better storytellers. Someone who used to go through our masterminds, Elk Street, great guy. He teaches you how to tell a better story. Reach out to Alex Street. There's so many shortcuts you can take to brush up on the skill, but you must, you must develop this skill if you're going to thrive, if you're going to stand out. Mm -hmm. It's like the hero's journey. If you've, never, totally. if you've never looked that up or read the book, you can pretty much look, at, look that up, what it's about, get the cliff notes, and it tells you what throughout history has always been the storyline and how to tell it. So yeah. go check that out as well. You guys were so grateful for you. And this is one of the things that we work on, by the way, in our Elite Mastermind. And that's for anyone with a business that's going to earn more than $500,000 coming up in 2023. Now, everybody in there, except for like one person, I think, they're over seven figures, multiple eight-figure participants in there. But all you have to do is be over 
a half a million dollars in earnings in 2023 coming up in order to apply. And we teach you the art of storytelling. We teach you marketing. We teach you all of these hacks because you're inside the circle of trust. You are in there where we're exchanging ideas on how we and all the other successful entrepreneurs have actually gotten where they have gotten. And I'm telling you, the acceleration that happens when you're inside the circle of trust and sharing the hacks, the ones that don't necessarily make it outside the group, that's when your business explodes. So if you want to apply for it, it's first come, first serve in terms of how your application gets in line. I jump on Zoom with you. I do a full interview. We decide if it's a good fit for you or not. All you have to do is go check it out and apply at chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Again, go to chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Check it out. Hit apply. That's how you get in line to get interviewed, to get in the room. Also, you can always hit me up on Instagram if you just want to talk back and forth about it. Chris W. Harder. Send me a DM and we'll chat. Spots are going really quickly because every year, more than half the room renews and we already have a handful of people that are committed to next year. So handful of spots left, not many. I would love to see if you are a good fit for the room. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.